This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, January 17th. You're listening to WNBF. A single-family home in Binghamton's first ward sustained extensive damage due to a fire. The blaze at 30 Cypress Street was reported around 1.30 p.m. Monday. Fire Department Duty Chief Michael Griffiths said there was a moderate to heavy fire in the third-floor attic area when firefighters arrived at the scene. Griffiths said the fire was knocked down rather quickly. He said all residents and pets were able to escape without injury. Griffiths said there was significant fire damage in the attic along with some water damage on the first and second floors. He said the building has been condemned because of the extent of the damage. The Red Cross was called to assist those who lived in the house. Authorities indicated six people, including some children, lived in the home. A dog and a cat also had been inside the residence when the fire broke out. It's the end of an era. Lupo's SNS char pit on Binghamton's north side has served its last speedy sub. The iconic restaurant that had served a wide array of grilled specialties for more than four decades closed at 6 p.m. Sunday. Steve Lupo said the char pit owners had been considering the move over the past couple of months. Speaking inside the darkened restaurant Monday afternoon, Lupo said a decision has been made to focus on the wholesale side of the business. He acknowledged the move is a big deal. Lupo said it's the kind of decision you lose sleep over. He said his main concern is for the restaurant's employees. said about 11 people had worked at the site at the time of the closing. Sam Lupo and Sons operates a meat processing facility in West Endicott. The company provides speedies and other marinated meat products to many retailers, including some large supermarket chains. Cafeteria staff at a Norwich school were washing bananas to prepare for students on Friday when they found a score crawling around in the bananas. According to a Norwich City School District Facebook post, the scorpion was captured without harm and given to high school zoology students as an impromptu lesson on scorpions. They even got to feed crickets to the scorpion as part of their studies. It's believed that the scorpion had been in the bananas since they left Guatemala, and fortunately, cafeteria staff spotted it before it could get loose in the school. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has some big plans for SUNY and CUNY schools, as she outlined those goals in last week's State of the State address. In her State of the State address, Governor Hochul said she wants the schools within the State University of New York system to have 500,000 students by 2030. However, enrollment is still on a 10-year decline. Community colleges within the SUNY system have taken the biggest enrollment hit, losing 87,000 students since 2011. Despite the declining enrollment in SUNY schools, Governor Hochul wants to grow the student population and increase the tuition rate modestly. One of the colleges facing possible impact from a tuition increase is Binghamton University. According to Gothamist, Hochul's plan would mean tuition hikes of up to 6% at the state's flagship university. Universities in Albany, Buffalo, Binghamton, and Stony Brook. The increase would go into effect next fall. Governor Hochul's office says students who attend on full scholarships through New York's tuition assistance or Excelsior programs won't be impacted by the possible tuition hike. Additionally, the governor's office says the increases would help generate revenue for the state's higher education systems in light of increasing costs. State police announced that they will step up speed enforcement efforts along the New York portion of U.S. Highway 20 on January 17th. The one-day corridor project, which is targeted targeted at reducing speed-related crashes on non-interstate highways was created by the Iowa State Patrol. New York State Police is among eight other states participating in the campaign. New York State Police Acting Superintendent Stephen Negrelli said initiatives like this provide a unified effort in raising awareness about the dangers of speeding and reckless driving. In 2020, 11,258 individuals were killed in speed-related accidents across the country. Speeding in 
endangers not only the speeder, but it also compromises the safety of other motorists. We urge New Yorkers to make safety their top priority and be mindful of the speed limit, put their phones down, and be aware and alert. Drivers can expect to see increased patrols by state police and local law enforcement agencies during the morning and evening drive times. Troopers will be using both marked state police vehicles and concealed identity traffic enforcement vehicles as part of this crackdown in order to more easily identify motorists who are violating the law. CITE vehicles allow the trooper to better observe driving violations. These vehicles blend in with everyday traffic but are unmistakable as emergency vehicles once the emergency lighting is activated. U.S. Highway 20 spans 3,365 miles coast to coast. New York State has jurisdiction over 372 miles of the highway. This is the first time New York State Police is participating in the campaign. In addition to New York, other participating states include Iowa, Montana, Wyoming, Nebraska, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. On January 16th, State Police attempted to stop an operator of a reported stolen vehicle in the city of Rochester. The operator of that vehicle refused to comply and led troopers on a brief pursuit until crashing on Avenue A near Gladys Street. The operator, a 15-year-old juvenile, was taken into custody without incident. The juvenile was charged with criminal possession of stolen property in the third degree, unauthorized use of a motor vehicle in the third degree, and possession of burglar's tools. There were no reported injuries from the crash, and the juvenile was issued a ticket to appear in family court. Police say a man made off with $300,000 cash in a bizarre Brinks truck robbery outside of Brooklyn Bank last week. According to police, the thief swiped an unattended money bag from the armor truck's bumper, while two other men distracted the Brinks employees by asking him for direction. The incident happened around 1 p.m. on January 6th during a bank money drop at a Chase Bank branch in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. On Saturday, police released photos of the men and asked for the public's help finding them. All three men remained at large as of Monday. A message-seeking comment was left for Brinks. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a chance of snow, freezing rain, and sleet before 10 a.m., then a chance of freezing rain between 10 a.m. and noon, then a chance of rain afternoon, increasing clouds with a high near 38 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, a chance of rain mainly after 9 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, a chance of showers mainly between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., cloudy with a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, slight chance of rain after 1 a.m., mixing with snow after 4 a.m., cloudy with a low near 33 degrees, chance of rain 20%. And Thursday, rain and snow becoming all rain after 10 a.m., a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Thursday night, rain likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers after 1 a.m., cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, chance of rain 70%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Save in a big way at Galt Chevrolet. So, how are things? Family good? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing well. well. Hey, we missed you at the game last week. Is everything all right? I, um. Uh, I just haven't been feeling like me lately. Okay. You know I'm here for you, right? And there's support too. That's a cut. Beautiful, fellas. Beautiful. Acting is one thing. Talking about suicide in real life is another. In the military, you take challenges head on. And now it's your turn to do the same for our veterans. Be there for someone you care about. Learn how you can start the conversation at BeThereForVeterans.com. Your new 
This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a Town Square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, January 17th. It's 6.13. You're listening to WMBF's First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for an early morning check on traffic and weather. A portion of Watson Boulevard will be closed to through traffic tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. for the demolition of a pedestrian bridge. The road will be closed about 650 feet east of the intersection of Barton Avenue and Watson Boulevard. The road will still be accessible to local traffic, but all through traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. We're going to have some tree trimming on U.S. 11 in both directions between I-81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. There will be alternating one-way traffic with flaggers through Friday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound. All lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 25 degrees and overcast outside. Today a chance of freezing rain and sleet before 10 a.m. Then a chance of freezing rain between 10 a.m. and noon, and then a chance of rain afternoon. Increasing clouds with a high near 38 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, a chance of rain mainly after 9 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, a chance of showers mainly between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, slight chance of rain after 1 a.m., mixing with snow after 4 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 33 degrees, chance of rain 20%. And Thursday, rain and snow becoming all rain after 10 a.m., a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Thursday night, rain likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers after 1 a.m., cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, chance of rain 70%. 6.14, you're listening to WMBF. I never... Um. Six seventeen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. A scintillating wild card weekend in the NFL playoffs ended with a snoozer. The Dallas Cowboys cruised to a thirty-one fourteen win over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. The Cowboys' first road playoff win in thirty years was largely devoid of drama after a weekend full of tight games and incredible comebacks. Now it's on to the divisional round, which begins Saturday. In the AFC, the Chiefs will host the Jaguars, while the Bills host the Bengals. And in the NFC, the Cowboys travel to the 49ers while the Giants hit the road against the Eagles. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills' turnover troubles haven't caught up to them just yet, but the Bills are plenty concerned by their propensity for self-induced errors, blown leads, and sudden offensive lulls. They need to clean up those inefficiencies if they want to achieve their goal of reaching the Super Bowl. Buffalo had a closer-than-expected 34-31 win over Miami in the wildcard round, in part because Allen turned the ball over three times. Now the Bills are preparing to face Joe Burrow and the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, who are on a 9-0 run. New York Giants fans have Super Bowl hopes for the first time in years, and first-year coach Brian Dayball is being compared to Bill Parcells, who turned around the Giants in the 1980s and led them to their first two titles. Now the Giants are preparing for a third meeting this season with the NFC East champion Philadelphia Eagles. Philly has beaten the Giants twice already, but Dayball says that doesn't matter. He says what matters is how his team prepares and executes on Saturday night. The Giants certainly played at a high level in their wildcard round win over Minnesota. Some basketball action. Fred Van Vliet scored 33 points. Scotty Barnes had 26. 
And the Toronto Raptors recovered in overtime after R.J. Barrett's tying slam with .6 seconds left in regulation to beat the New York Knicks 123-121. Pascal Siakam had 20 points, 9 assists, and 8 rebounds for the Raptors, but he was on the bench after fouling out when Toronto had to wait out Jalen Brunson's missed three-pointer in the final second before emerging with the victory. OG Anubi hit two three-pointers in overtime as Toronto built a six-point lead, but New York nearly erased that in the final minute. Hockey action, Dmitry Orlov scored at 427 of overtime as the Washington Capitals rallied from three goals down to beat the New York Islanders 4-3. Garnett Hathaway, Tom Wilson, and TJ Oshie scored over the final 30 minutes of regulation after the Capitals trailed 3-0. Darcy Kemper had 27 saves to help Washington snap a three-game losing streak and improved to 14-4-2 since December 5th. Sebastian Aho, Matt Martin, and Hudson Fashing scored to help the Islanders build their lead early in the second period. Ilya Sorokin finished with 31 saves. Cotter Verhaeg had a goal and an assist as the Florida Panthers beat the Buffalo Sabres 4-1 on Monday for their third win in four games. Matthew Chukakuchuk finished with three assists for Florida and extended his point streak to seven games. Brandon Montour, Sam Bennett, and Anton Lundell also scored for the Panthers. Sergei Bobrovsky made 28 saves for his fourth win in five starts. Alex Tuch scored for the Sabres, who have lost four of their last five games. Uko Pekka Lukanen stopped 30 shots. And Barclay Goodrow had a goal and an assist to lead New York to a 3-1 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets as the Rangers maintained their hold on third place in the Metropolitan Division. Mika Zibanejad and Vitaly Kravstov also scored for New York, and Capo Kako had two assists. Jaroslav Halak stopped 22 shots in his fourth straight win for the Rangers, who have won three of their last four games. Andrew Peake scored for the Blue Jackets, who have lost two straight at home and sit last in the division. Elvis Merzlikens stopped 30 shots for his fifth loss of, in six games. And a bit of sad baseball news, Frank Thomas, a three-time All-Star with his hometown Pittsburgh Pirates, who later became the top hitter on the expansion New York Mets, has died at age 93. Both teams announced Thomas's death. The Mets said he died Monday morning in Pittsburgh. No cause was given. Thomas played 16 seasons in the major leagues from 1951 to 66, the first eight for Pittsburgh, where he was born. He batted 266 overall with 286 home runs and 962 RBIs, finishing fourth in the 1958 NL MVP race. Thomas batted cleanup for the Mets in their first game in 1962 and led that lovable laughingstock team with 34 homers and 94 RBIs. Nicknamed the original, Thomas was a big hit in uniform at Mets Old Timers Day last summer. 622 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Markets are closed in the U.S. for the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Trading closed up slightly Friday as the latest data suggests inflation is cooling off. The S&P 500 gained 4.2% for the week, its best performance in two months. Banks reported gains for the last quarter of 2022. J.P. Morgan Chase rose 2.5%, beating earnings and revenue expectations. Bank of America was up 2.2%, also on reports of better-than-forecasted earnings. Bank of New York Mellon was up 1.8% on positive earnings news and an announcement it plans to buy back $5 billion worth of stock. 
News was not as good for Delta. The airline lost 3.5% after 2023 profit forecasts fell short of expectations, even after reporting strong results for the end of 2022. Companies are bracing for profit reports, hoping against a drop for fourth quarter compared to 2021. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. It feels like you're frozen, petrified. You're struggling with your mortgage payments. The bills begin to pile up. Not knowing what to do, you do nothing at all. And that's the worst thing you can do. Because if you take action, if you do something about your mortgage problems, you're far more likely to get the most positive outcome. Making Home Affordable is a free government program. Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about the options that are right for you. Real help, real answers, right now. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov and do something about your mortgage problems. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Six twenty-five on WMBF. Now time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Okay, okay. Do you want the good news or the bad news first? I'm a good news first kind of guy, so here goes. After reaching a peak a few years ago, the number of teens who say they smoke e-cigarettes has declined. But among those who do smoke e-cigs, a greater proportion are vaping within five minutes of waking up. The researchers from Massachusetts General Hospital said this increase in intensity may reflect increasing use of nicotine for self-medication in response to increases in adolescent depression and anxiety. It's also been a lost year for school-based prevention and treatment efforts. All this means that we as adults, parents, educators, medical professionals need to double down on our efforts to steer teens away from smoking, or if they already do smoke, to help them break the habit as soon as possible. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project, We never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at woundedwarriorproject.org. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need, indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign, and we handle the rest, sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. Who's thirsty? News Radio 1290 WMBF. 6.29 on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. A portion of Watson Boulevard will be closed to through traffic tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. for the demolition of a pedestrian bridge. 
The road will be closed about 650 feet east of the intersection of Barton Avenue and Watson Boulevard. The roads will still be accessible to local traffic, but all through traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. We're going to have some tree trimming on US-11 in both directions between I-81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. There will be alternating one-way traffic with flaggers through Friday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound. All lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 25 degrees and overcast outside. Today, a chance of freezing rain and sleep before 10 a.m., then a chance of freezing rain between 10 a.m. and noon, then a chance of rain afternoon. Increasing clouds with a high near 38 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, chance of rain mainly after 9 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, a chance of showers mainly between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., cloudy with a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, a slight chance of rain after 1 a.m., mixing with snow after 4 a.m., cloudy with a low near 33 degrees, chance of rain 20%. And Thursday, rain and snow becoming all rain after 10 a.m., a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Thursday night, rain likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers after 1 a.m., cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, 70% chance of rain. 631, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. Sorry, baby. Success is the best revenge for Shakira. Her new diss track, which takes aim at her ex-Spanish soccer player Gerard Piquet, just set a world record for the most played Latin song in 24 hours. Official world record certified the track at 63 million YouTube plays in a day after being released. The song, called Out of Your League, rips on PK with lines like, So much time at the gym, maybe work out your brain a bit too. And you swapped a Rolex for a Casio. Details set for a public memorial for Lisa Marie Presley. There will be a service on the front lawn of Graceland at 9 a.m. Sunday morning in Memphis. Tonight, Night Court is back in session. My dad, Harry Stone, told me, see the people for what's underneath. Bulls are out, plays the daughter of the late Harry Anderson's character. John Larroquette is back as prosecutor Dan Fielding. Two episodes of the 80s revival tonight on NBC. And comedian Jim Carrey is 60 today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Your Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, January 17th. You're listening to WMBF. A single-family home in Binghamton's first ward sustained extensive damage due to a fire. The blaze at 30 Cypress Street was reported around 1.30 p.m. Monday. Fire Department Duty Chief Michael Griffiths said there was a moderate to heavy fire in the third-floor attic area when firefighters arrived at the scene. Griffiths said the fire was knocked down rather quickly. He said all residents and pets were able to escape without injury. Griffiths said there was significant fire damage in the attic along with some water damage on the first and second floors. He said the building has been condemned because of the extent of the damage. The Red Cross was called to assist those who lived in the house. Authorities indicated six people, including some children, lived in the home. A dog and a cat also had been inside the residence when the fire broke out. It's the end of an era. Lupo's SNS Char Pit on Binghamton's north side has served its last speedy sub. The iconic restaurant that had served a wide array of grilled specialties for more than four decades closed at 6 p.m. Sunday. Steve Lupo said the Char Pit owners had been considering the move over the past couple of months. Speaking inside the Dark
darkened restaurant Monday afternoon. Lupo said a decision has been made to focus on the wholesale side of the business. He acknowledged the move is a big deal. Lupo said it's the kind of decision you lose sleep over. He said his main concern is for the restaurant's employees. He said about 11 people had worked at the site at the time of the closing. Sam Lupo and Sons operates a meat processing facility in West Endicott. The company provides speedies and other marinated meat products to many retailers, including some large supermarket chains. Cafeteria staff at a Norwich school were washing bananas to prepare for students on Friday when they found a scorpion crawling around in the bananas. According to a Norwich City School District Facebook post, the scorpion was captured without harm and given to high school zoology students as an impromptu lesson on scorpions. They even got to feed crickets to the scorpion as part of their studies. It's believed that the scorpion had been in the bananas since they left Guatemala, and fortunately, cafeteria staff spotted it before it could get loose in the school. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has some big plans for SUNY and CUNY schools, as she outlined those goals in last week's State of the State address. In her State of the State address, Governor Hochul said she wants the schools within the State University of New York system to have 500,000 students by 2030. However, enrollment is still on a 10-year decline. Community colleges within the SUNY system have taken the biggest enrollment hit, losing 87,000 students since 2011. Despite the declining enrollment in SUNY schools, Governor Hochul wants to grow the student population and increase the tuition rate modestly. One of the colleges facing possible impact from a tuition increase is Binghamton University. According to Gothamist, Hochul's plan would mean tuition hikes of up to 6% at the state's flagship universities in Albany, Buffalo, Binghamton, and Stony Brook. The increase would go into effect next fall. Governor Hochul's office says students who attend on full scholarships through New York's tuition assistance or Excelsior programs won't be impacted by the possible tuition hike. Additionally, the governor's office says the increases would help generate revenue for the state's higher education systems in light of increasing costs. State police announced that they will step up speed enforcement efforts along the New York portion of U.S. Highway 20 on January 17th. The one-day corridor project, which is targeted at reducing speed-related crashes on non-interstate highways, was created by the Iowa State Patrol. New York State Police is among eight other states participating in the campaign. New York State Police Acting Superintendent Stephen Negrelli said initiatives like this provide a unified effort in raising awareness about the dangers of speeding and reckless driving. In 2020, 11,258 individuals were killed in speed-related accidents across the country. Speeding endangers not only the speeder, but it also compromises the safety of other motorists. We urge New Yorkers to make safety their top priority and be mindful of the speed limit, put their phones down, and be aware and alert. Drivers can expect to see increased patrols by state police and local law enforcement agencies during the morning and evening drive times. Troopers will be using both marked state police vehicles and concealed identity traffic enforcement vehicles as part of this crackdown in order to more easily identify motorists who are violating the law. CITE vehicles allow the trooper to better observe driving violations. These vehicles blend in with everyday traffic but are unmistakable as emergency vehicles once the emergency lighting is activated. U.S. Highway 20 spans 3,365 miles coast to coast. New York State has jurisdiction over 372 miles of the highway. This is the first time New York State Police is participating in the campaign. In addition to New York, other participating states include Iowa, Montana, Wyoming, Nebraska, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. On January 16th, state police attempted to stop an operator of a reported stolen vehicle in the city of Rochester. The operator of that vehicle refused to comply and led troopers on a brief pursuit until crashing on Avenue A near Gladys Street. The operator, a 15-year-old juvenile, was taken into custody without incident. The juvenile was charged with criminal possession of stolen property in the third degree, unauthorized use of a motor vehicle in the third degree, and possession of burglar's tools. There were no reported injuries from the crash, and the juvenile was issued a ticket to appear in family court. Police say a man made off with $300,000 cash in a bizarre Brinks truck robbery outside of Brooklyn Bank last week. According to police, the thief's 
swiped an unattended money bag from the armor truck's bumper, while two other men distracted the Brinks employees by asking him for direction. The incident happened around 1 p.m. on January 6th during a bank money drop at a Chase Bank branch in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. On Saturday, police released photos of the men and asked for the public's help finding them. All three men remained at large as of Monday. A message seeking comment was left for Brinks. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a chance of snow, freezing rain, and sleet before 10 a.m., then a chance of freezing rain between 10 a.m. and noon, and a chance of rain afternoon, increasing clouds with a high near 38 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, a chance of rain mainly after 9 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, a chance of showers mainly between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., cloudy with a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, slight chance of rain after 1 a.m., mixing with snow after 4 a.m., cloudy with a low near 33 degrees, chance of rain 20%. And Thursday, rain and snow becoming all rain after 10 a.m., a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Thursday night, rain likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers after 1 a.m., cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, chance of rain 70%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is the sound of a brand new outdoor grill being hurled off a 20-story building. Now a stylish glass coffee table. An electric guitar. These are the things you could enjoy all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Visit energysavers.gov and get tips on how to save energy and money. Then do things like switch to Energy Star light bulbs or Energy Star appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. So this doesn't happen to the recliner you've had your eye on, or this to the treadmill on your wish list, or this to the shiny new bike your kid's been asking for. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Your new. Six forty-three on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. A first round of NFL playoff action complete as of yesterday. So now we have the picture for this weekend. And it looks like a pretty good picture at that. And, of course, two New York teams still in the postseason picture. The Buffalo Bills and New York Giants. Even though, technically, the New York Giants play in New Jersey. But it's been a while since I've been this excited about football in the postseason. Because, well, let's call a spade a spade. The Giants and the Jets haven't been that good in a while. And, yeah, the Bills have been good. It's been nice to slowly become a Bills fan. After all, the people I know from upstate New York have been trying to convert me for years. And, of course, finally, the year I finally say, okay, I'm going to watch every Bills game this year. I'm going to fully invest in the team. We're in the playoffs. Got a good matchup against the Bengals coming up on Sunday for the Bills. The Giants playing the Eagles on Saturday. That's a tough matchup. Don't expect the Giants to win that one. But still, a, a welcome surprise to see the Giants even in the postseason at all. Uh, Certainly not where they were projected to finish when the season began, but Coach Brian Dayball making all the difference. Pretty much the same roster that the Giants had last year, but a lot more wins this year. So looking ahead, obviously like to see the Buffalo Bills win this week, beat the Bengals. Could have gotten a preview of what that might look like a couple weeks ago. 
that the whole Damar Hamlin situation unfolded the way it did. It's now Bills and Bengals. Not a really good idea of what the Bengals do offensively. I know their offensive line isn't that great. That should favor the Bills. The Bills have a good defensive front. Should be able to get to Joe Burrow, come away with a win, and likely play the Chiefs in the conference championship. A little rematch of last year, which was decided by a coin toss. 645, you're listening to WMBF. I'm life. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. If you're strong. on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. A portion of Watson Boulevard will be closed to through traffic tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. for the demolition of a pedestrian bridge. The road will be closed about 650 feet east of the intersection of Barton Avenue and Watson Boulevard. The road will still be accessible to local traffic, but all through traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. We're going to have some tree trimming on US-11 in both directions between I-81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. There will be alternating one-way traffic with flaggers through Friday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound and all lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 25 degrees and overcast. Today, chance of freezing rain and sleet before 10 a.m. Then a chance of freezing rain between 10 a.m. and noon and a chance of rain afternoon. Increasing clouds with a high near 38 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, chance of rain mainly after 9 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, chance of showers mainly between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., cloudy with a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, a slight chance of rain after 1 a.m., mixing with snow after 4 a.m., cloudy with a low near 33 degrees, chance of rain 20%. And Thursday, rain and snow becoming all rain after 10 a.m., a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Thursday night rain likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers after 1 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, chance of rain 70%. 650, you're listening to WMBF. Some kids never smile. They're embarrassed by their crooked teeth. They want braces like the other kids, but their families can't afford them. Some may even try to straighten their teeth themselves. That can make everything worse. Luckily, there's Donated Orthodontic Services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. It helps provide orthodontic treatment to kids and teens whose families can't afford it. For kids who apply, are approved, and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, it can be life-changing. Their treatment is in the hands of an expert, 
a licensed local orthodontic specialist who improves their smiles by correctly aligning teeth and jaws. Some kids think they'll never smile again, but donated orthodontic services may help them smile with confidence. To link to the application and eligibility requirements, visit aaoinfo.org. Six fifty-two on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. If it worked almost a half a century ago, so maybe it will work again. That's apparently the mindset of Sony as it releases, wait for it, the Sony Walkman. Are you kidding me? I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. The new Walkman is very different from its ancestor. Thankfully, tape cassettes are long gone. The new Walkman features a 3.6-inch color touchscreen for controls. It uses artificial intelligence to scale up the poor quality of digital audio. Most digital audio files sound flat, lacking that sparkle spatial quality, especially when compared to real uncompressed audio. Sony promises that it will restore all files to full dynamic range. We'll see. The new Walkman can stream Spotify or any music service. The cost, a hefty 430 bucks. Who the heck is going to buy that? Give my daily longer podcast a try for more tech smarts called Kim Commando today. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open roles with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post and company. Plus, their 875 million member profiles put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus all the leading competitors. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Kim. That's linkedin.com slash Kim to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. A scintillating wildcard weekend in the NFL playoffs ended with a snoozer. The Dallas Cowboys cruised to a 31-14 win over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. The Cowboys' first road playoff win in 30 years was largely devoid of drama after a weekend full of tight games and incredible comebacks. Now it's on to the divisional round, which begins Saturday. In the AFC, the Chiefs will host the Jaguars while the Bills host the Bengals. In the NFC, the Cowboys travel to the 49ers while the Giants hit the road against the Eagles. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills' turnover troubles haven't caught up to them just yet, but the Bills are plenty concerned by their propensity for self-induced errors, blown leads, and sudden offensive lulls. They need to clean up those inefficiencies if they want to achieve their goal of reaching the Super Bowl. Buffalo had a closer-than-expected 34-31 win over Miami in the wildcard round, in part because Allen turned the ball over three times. Now the Bills are preparing to face Joe Burrow and the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, who are on a 9-0 run. 
New York Giants fans have Super Bowl hopes for the first time in years, and first-year coach Brian Dayball is being compared to Bill Parcells, who turned around the Giants in the 1980s and led them to their first two titles. Now the Giants are preparing for a third meeting this season with the NFC East champion Philadelphia Eagles. Philly has beaten the Giants twice already, but Dayball says that doesn't matter. He says what matters is how his team prepares and executes on Saturday night. The Giants certainly played at a high level in their wild card round win over Minnesota. Some basketball action, Fred Van Vliet scored 33 points and Scotty Barnes had 26 as the Toronto Raptors recovered in overtime and after R.J. Barrett's tying slam with .6 seconds left in regulation to beat the New York Knicks 123-121. Pascal Siakam had 20 points, 9 assists, and 8 rebounds for the Raptors, but he was on the bench after fouling out when Toronto had to wait out Jalen Brunson's missed 3-pointer in the final second before emerging with a victory. O.G. Anubi hit two 3-pointers in overtime as Toronto built a 6-point lead, but New York nearly erased that in the final minute. Some hockey action. Dmitry Orlov scored at 427 of overtime as the Washington Capitals rallied from three goals down to beat the New York Islanders 4-3. Garnett Hathaway, Tom Wilson, and TJ Oshie scored over the final 30 minutes of regulation after the Capitals trailed 3-0. Darcy Kemper had 27 saves to help Washington snap a three-game losing streak and improve to 14-4-2 since December 5th. For the Sabres... Carter Verhage had a goal and an assist, and the Florida Panthers beat the Buffalo Sabres 4-1 on Monday for their third win in four games. Matthew Chakchuk finished with three assists for Florida and extended his point streak to seven games. Brandon Montour, Sam Bennett, and Anton Lundell also scored for the Panthers. Sergei Bobrovsky made 28 saves for his fourth win in five starts. Alex Tuch scored for the Sabres, who have lost four of their last five. Uko Pekka Lukanen stopped 30 shots. And for the Rangers, Barclay Goodrow had a goal and an assist to lead New York to a 3-1 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets as the Rangers maintained their hold on third place in the Metropolitan Division. Mika Zibanejad and Vitaly Kravstov also scored for the New York Rangers, and Capo Kako had two assists. Jaroslav Halak stopped 22 shots in his fourth straight win for the Rangers, who have won three of their last four games. Andrew Peake scored for the Blue Jackets, who have lost two straight at home and sit last in the division. 659, you're listening to WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number one of WMBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. Got two more hours to go before we hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. ABC News coming next. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, January 17th. You're listening to WNBF. A single-family home in Binghamton's first ward sustained extensive damage due to a fire. The blaze at 30 Cypress Street was reported around 1.30 p.m. Monday. Fire Department Duty Chief Michael Griffiths said there was a moderate to heavy fire in the third-floor attic area when firefighters arrived at the scene. Griffiths said the fire was knocked down rather quickly. He said all residents and pets were able to escape without injury. Griffiths said there was significant fire damage in the attic along with some water damage on the first and second floors. He said the building has been condemned because of the extent of 
the damage. The Red Cross was called to assist those who lived in the house. Authorities indicated six people, including some children, lived in the home. A dog and a cat also had been inside the residence when the fire broke out. It's the end of an era. Lupo's SNS char pit on Binghamton's north side has served its last speedy sub. The iconic restaurant that had served a wide array of grilled specialties for more than four decades closed at 6 p.m. Sunday. Steve Lupo said the char pit owners had been considering the move over the past couple of months. Speaking inside the darkened restaurant Monday afternoon, Lupo said a decision has been made to focus on the wholesale side of the business. He acknowledged the move is a big deal. Lupo said it's the kind of decision you lose sleep over. He said his main concern is for the restaurant's employees. He said about 11 people had worked at the site at the time of the closing. Sam Lupo and Sons operates a meat processing facility in West Endicott. The company provides speedies and other marinated meat products to many retailers, including some large supermarket chains. Cafeteria staff at a Norwich school were washing bananas to prepare for students on Friday when they found a scorpion crawling around in the bananas. According to a Norwich City School District Facebook post, the scorpion was captured without harm and given to high school zoology students as an impromptu lesson on scorpions. They even got to feed crickets to the scorpion as part of their studies. It's believed that the scorpion had been in the bananas since they left Guatemala, and fortunately, cafeteria staff spotted it before it could get loose in the school. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has some big plans for SUNY and CUNY schools, as she outlined those goals in last week's State of the State address. In her State of the State address, Governor Hochul said she wants the schools within the State University of New York system to have 500,000 students by 2030. However, enrollment is still on a 10-year decline. Community colleges within the SUNY system have taken the biggest enrollment hit, losing 87,000 students since 2011. Despite the declining enrollment in SUNY schools, Governor Hochul wants to grow the student population and increase the tuition rate modestly. One of the colleges facing possible impact from a tuition increase is Binghamton University. According to Gothamist, Hochul's plan would mean tuition hikes of up to 6% at the state's flagship universities in Albany, Buffalo, Binghamton, and Stony Brook. The increase would go into effect next fall. Governor Hochul's office says students who attend on full scholarships through New York's tuition assistance or Excelsior programs won't be impacted by the possible tuition hike. Additionally, the governor's office says the increases would help generate revenue for the state's higher education systems in light of increasing costs. State police announced that they will step up speed enforcement efforts along the New York portion of U.S. Highway 20 on January 17th. The one-day corridor project, which is targeted at reducing speed-related crashes on non-interstate highways, was created by the Iowa State Patrol. New York State Police is among eight other states participating in the campaign. New York State Police Acting Superintendent Stephen Negrelli said initiatives like this provide a unified effort in raising awareness about the dangers of speeding and reckless driving. In 2020, 11,258 individuals were killed in speed-related accidents across the country. Speeding endangers not only the speeder, but it also compromises the safety of other motorists. We urge New Yorkers to make safety their top priority and be mindful of the speed limit, put their phones down, and be aware and alert. Drivers can expect to see increased patrols by state police and local law enforcement agencies during the morning and evening drive times. Troopers will be using both marked state police vehicles and concealed identity traffic enforcement vehicles as part of this crackdown in order to more easily identify motorists who are violating the law. CITE vehicles allow the trooper to better observe driving violations. These vehicles blend in with everyday traffic but are unmistakable as emergency vehicles once the emergency lighting is activated. U.S. Highway 20 spans 3,365 miles coast to coast. New York State has jurisdiction over 372 miles of the highway. This is the first time New York State Police is participating in the campaign. In addition to New York, other participating states include Iowa, Montana, Wyoming, Nebraska, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. On January 16th, state police attempted to stop an operator of a reported stolen vehicle in the city of Rochester. The operator of that vehicle refused to comply and led 
led troopers on a brief pursuit until crashing on Avenue A near Gladys Street. The operator, a 15-year-old juvenile, was taken into custody without incident. The juvenile was charged with criminal possession of stolen property in the third degree, unauthorized use of a motor vehicle in the third degree, and possession of burglar's tools. There were no reported injuries from the crash, and the juvenile was issued a ticket to appear in family court. Police say a man made off with $300,000 cash in a bizarre Brinks truck robbery outside of Brooklyn Bank last week. According to police, the thief swiped an unattended money bag from the armor truck's bumper, while two other men distracted the Brinks employees by asking him for direction. The incident happened around 1 p.m. on January 6th during a bank money drop at a Chase Bank branch in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. On Saturday, police released photos of the men and asked for the public's help finding them. All three men remained at large as of Monday. A message seeking comment was left for Brinks. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a chance of snow, freezing rain, and sleet before 10 a.m. Then a chance of freezing rain between 10 a.m. and noon. And a chance of rain afternoon. Increasing clouds with a high near 38 degrees. Chance of rain 50%. Tonight, a chance of rain mainly after 9 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 36 degrees. Chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, a chance of showers mainly between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 39 degrees. Chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, slight chance of rain after 1 a.m. Mixing with snow after 4 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 33 degrees. Chance of rain 20%. And Thursday, rain and snow becoming all rain after 10 a.m. A high near 40 degrees. Chance of rain 90%. Thursday night, rain likely before 1 a.m. Then a chance of showers after 1 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 35 degrees. Chance of rain 70%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in New York. In almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association, reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. Your- Seven twelve on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News with myself, James Kelly. Time for a check on traffic and weather. A portion of Watson Boulevard will be closed to through traffic tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. for the demolition of a pedestrian bridge. The road will be closed about 650 feet east of the intersection of Barton Avenue and Watson Boulevard. The road will still be accessible to local traffic, but all through traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. We're going to have some tree trimming on US-11 in both directions between I-81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. There will be alternating one-way traffic with flaggers through Friday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound and all lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 23 degrees, mostly cloudy outside. 
Today, a chance of freezing rain and sleet before 10 a.m., then a chance of freezing rain between 10 a.m. and noon, and a chance of rain afternoon. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, chance of rain mainly after 9 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, chance of showers mainly between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., cloudy with a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, a slight chance of rain after 1 a.m., mixing with snow after 4 a.m., cloudy with a low near 33 degrees, chance of rain 20%. And Thursday, rain and snow becoming all rain after 10 a.m., a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 90% Thursday night, rain likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers after 1 a.m., cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, chance of rain 70%. At 714, you're listening to WMBF. Join Mark. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. A scintillating wildcard weekend in the NFL playoffs ended with a snoozer. The Dallas Cowboys cruised to a 31-14 win over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. The Cowboys' first first road playoff win in 30 years was largely devoid of drama after a weekend full of tight games and incredible comebacks. Now it's on to the divisional round, which begins Saturday. In the AFC, the Chiefs will host the Jaguars, while the Bills host the Bengals. In the NFC, the Cowboys travel to the 49ers, while the Giants hit the road against the Eagles. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills' turnover troubles haven't caught up to them just yet, but the Bills are plenty concerned by their propensity for self-induced errors, blown leads, and sudden offensive lulls. They need to clean up those inefficiencies if they want to achieve their goal of reaching the Super Bowl. Buffalo had a closer-than-expected 34-31 win over Miami in the wildcard round, in part because Allen turned the ball over three times. Now the Bills are preparing to face Joe Burrow and the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, who are on a 9-0 run. New York Giants fans have Super Bowl hopes for the first time in years, and first-year coach Brian Dable is being compared to Bill Parcells, who turned around the Giants in the 1980s and led them to their first two titles. Now the Giants are preparing for a third meeting this season with the NFC East champion Philadelphia Eagles. Philly has beaten the Giants twice already, but Dayball says that doesn't matter. He says what matters is how his team prepares and executes on Saturday night. The Giants certainly played at a high level in the wildcard round win over Minnesota. Some basketball action. Fred Van Vliet scored 33 points. Scotty Barnes had 26 and the Toronto Raptors recovered in overtime after R.J. Barrett's tying slam with .6 seconds left in regulation to beat the New York Knicks 123-121. Pascal Siakam had 20 points, 9 assists, and 8 rebounds for the Raptors, but he was on the bench after fouling out when Toronto had to wait out Jalen Brunson's missed three-pointer in the final second before emerging with the victory. O.G. Anubi hit two three-pointers in overtime as Toronto built a six-point lead, but New York nearly erased that in the final minute. Some hockey action, Dmitry Orlov scored at 427 of overtime as the Washington Capitals rallied from three goals down to beat the New York Islanders 4-3. Garnett Hathaway, Tom Wilson, and TJ Oshie scored over the final 30 minutes of regulation after the Capitals trailed 3-0. Darcy Kumper had 27 saves to help Washington snap a three-game losing streak and improve to 14-4-2 since December 5th. Sebastian Ajo, Matt Martin, and Hudson Fashing scored to help the Islanders build their early lead in the second period. Ilya Sorokin finished with 31 saves. Carter Verhage had a goal and an assist, and the Florida Panthers beat the Buffalo Sabres 4-1 on Monday for their third win in four games. 
Matthew Tatchuk finished with three assists for Florida and extended his point streak to seven games. Brandon Montour, Sam Bennett, and Anton Lundell also scored for the Panthers. Sergei Bobrovsky made 28 saves for his fourth win in five starts. Alec Tuch scored for the Sabres, who have lost four of their last five games. Ugo Pekka Lukanen stopped 30 shots. And for the Rangers, Barclay Goodrow had a goal and an assist to lead New York to a 3-1 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets as the Rangers maintained their hold on third place in the Metropolitan Division. Mika Zibanejad and Vitaly Kravstov also scored for New York, and Capo Kako had two assists. Jaroslav Halak stopped 22 shots in his fourth straight win for the Rangers, who have won three of their last four games. Andrew Peake scored for the Blue Jackets, who have lost two straight at home and sit at last in the division. 721 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors return to the trading floor with selling on their minds today. Futures for the major stock averages, the Dow, the S&P, and the Nasdaq all show declines headed into Wall Street's day. News signs that the country, though, is turning a corner on inflation. The Wall Street Journal says food giant ConAgra and Corona beer parent Constellation Brands, among other companies, plan to slow down price hikes, maybe pause them altogether, partly because of slowing sales. Jury selection begins this morning in San Francisco in the civil trial of Elon Musk. The billionaire is accused of making false statements to potential investors on Twitter when he tweeted that he had lined up financing for a $72 billion buyout of Tesla. The purchase never happened. Despite fears of a worldwide recession, luxury items are big sellers. Shares in LVMH, parent to Louis Vuitton, hit a new high in Italy overnight, giving the company a market capitalization of $434 billion. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Did you know? Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 723 on WNBF. We're now joined by our insurance expert, Karen Sweet O'Neill. How's it going, Karen? Pretty good. How are you, James? Oh, pretty good so far. Nice chill morning here. Yeah. Okay. We'll take it. Yeah. It's nice to have those mornings sometimes where it's like, you know what? Nothing major going on today. So we're just kind of relaxing a little bit. Yeah. You know, boring, peaceful. It's all good. Oh, yeah. We'll nothing nothing it. better than a boring news day. <laughs> That's the truth. Oh, my stars. But we're, what we're going to talk about tomorrow is not going to be boring, James. So. Never is. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So um, Money Talk News did a great article. Um, very, uh, it's short, it's contained, it's, uh, but it's very specific. And so I'm going to Yogi Bear some of that. And we're going to talk about Social Security. Because there's seven Social Security benefit rules that every married couple should know. Okay. And in some situations, marriage, James, can result in more Social Security benefits. If you stay married for at least 10 years, those benefits can actually last even if you get divorced. But the rules for marriage and Social Security get complicated because you don't automatically get you know, more Social Security benefits just because you're married. And many people if not most married couples, will get the biggest benefit by claiming on their own work record. But if your work record 
is limited and you marry somebody who earns significantly significantly more money than you do, then you may get more from Social Security by claiming spousal benefits. And so we're going to talk about how do you claim spousal benefits and do you always get more? What about if you're uh, a widower or a widow? How does that work with survivor benefits? And, you know, when does it, when does it pay to, to wait for your Social Security full retirement age, which is your FRI or primary insurance amount? And when does it not uh, pay to wait for that? And when you're claiming spousal benefits, it can make a big difference. So it is complicated. Um, we're going to, you know, make it as uncomplicated as possible so that people know that there may be an option out there for them that they didn't realize. And let's face it, when people are retiring or even starting to work part-time and they say, you know what, I think I'm going to start to collect Social Security, but I'm not sure if I should do it on my account, if I should look to my husband's or my wife's account, you know, how will I know, what's the big differences. So we're going to talk a little bit about that tomorrow and give them, you know, a snapshot of some things that they should think about, talk to Social Security about, and uh, go forward so they make the best decision based on their record and their spouse's record. That sounds like a good conversation and one that I'm sure, you know, we can't cover the whole thing in a few minutes like we do every week. But a lot of a lot of entry information to say, you know what, maybe I will call Karen. I'll find out more. Right. And it's really important, too. You know, if you're working with a financial advisor, they can walk you through their Social Security. And a lot of times it's best to talk to Social Security directly. Now, Social Security, just for everybody's, you know, Knowledge is not there to plan for you. They are there to answer questions for you. So it's good to have your questions all, you know, worked out, and then they give you the information, and then you make the decision. But we'll talk more about that tomorrow, too. We are at 1708 Vestal Parkway East, right above Plato's Closet and Style Encore. You can reach us several ways. You can give us a call at 607 772-4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance. All our contact information comes up. Or simply go to a phone book. We have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. And if you're thinking about retiring or you just want to see, hmm, how much is my health insurance going to cost? Is my life insurance going to go with me? And all of those types of things, give us a call and we'll make an appointment. Absolutely. Karen Sweet O'Neill has all of the answers, every single one of them. I don't know about that, Jane. Yeah. That's a tall order. Most of the answers. My husband would agree with you. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, Karen, thank you for joining us today, and I'm looking forward to our conversation tomorrow. Very good. Have a great day. Thanks, James. You too. That was Karen Sweet O'Neill, our insurance expert, 728. You're listening to WMBF. I never... on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. A portion of Watson Boulevard will be closed to through traffic tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. for the demolition of a pedestrian bridge. 
The road will be closed about 650 feet east of the intersection of Barton Avenue and Watson Boulevard. The road will still be accessible to local traffic, but all through traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. We're going to have some tree trimming on US-11 in both directions between I-81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. There will be alternating one-way traffic with flaggers through Friday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound and all lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 23 degrees, mostly cloudy outside. Today a chance of freezing rain and sleet before 10 a.m. Then a chance of freezing rain between 10 a.m. and noon. Then a chance of rain afternoon. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight chance of rain mainly after 9 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, a chance of showers, mainly between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 39 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow night, slight chance of rain after 1 a.m., mixing with snow after 4 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 33 degrees, 20% chance of rain. And Thursday, rain and snow becoming all rain after 10 a.m., a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Thursday night, rain likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers after 1 a.m., Cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, chance of rain 70%. 731, you're listening to WMBF. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up, and there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori? A.J., how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burned the house down. If you smoke, put it out. All the way. Every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. Who? on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. Sorry, baby. Success is the best revenge for Shakira. Her new diss track, which takes aim at her ex-Spanish soccer player Gerard Piquet, just set a world record for the most played Latin song in 24 hours. Official world record certified the track at 63 million YouTube plays in a day after being released. The song, called Out of Your League, rips on PK with lines like, So much time at the gym, maybe work out your brain a bit too. And you swapped a Rolex for a Casio. Details set for a public memorial for Lisa Marie Presley. There will be a service on the front lawn of Graceland at 9 a.m. Sunday morning in Memphis. Tonight, Night Court is back in session. My dad, Harry Stone, told me, see people for what's underneath. Melissa Rauch plays the daughter of the late Harry Anderson's character. John Larroquette is back as prosecutor Dan Fielding. Two episodes of the 80s revival tonight on NBC. And comedian Jim Carrey is 60 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. Hi, folks. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. 182 over 100. And I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. A lot of people don't understand, including myself, I didn't, now I do, uh, the impact of having a stroke. My memory is shot. When I woke up, I couldn't speak. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. 
It's a new life. But I'm going to make it better. I'm coming back. Ask your doctor. Check your blood pressure. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, January 17th. You're listening to WMBF. A single-family home in Binghamton's first ward sustained extensive damage due to a fire. The blaze at 30 Cypress Street was reported around 1.30 p.m. Monday. Fire Department Duty Chief Michael Griffiths said there was a moderate to heavy fire in the third-floor attic area when firefighters arrived at the scene. Griffiths said the fire was knocked down rather quickly. He said all residents and pets were able to escape without injury. Griffiths said there was significant fire damage in the attic along with some water damage on the first and second floors. He said the building has been condemned because of the extent of the damage. The Red Cross was called to assist those who lived in the house. Authorities indicated six people, including some children, lived in the home. A dog and a cat also had been inside the residence when the fire broke out. It's the end of an era. Lupo's SNS Char Pit on Binghamton's north side has served its last speedy sub. The iconic restaurant that had served a wide array of grilled specialties for more than four decades closed at 6 p.m. Sunday. Steve Lupo said the Char Pit owners had been considering the move over the past couple of months. Speaking inside the darkened restaurant Monday afternoon, Lupo said, a decision has been made to focus on the wholesale side of the business. He acknowledged the move is a big deal. Lupo said it's the kind of decision you lose sleep over. He said his main concern is for the restaurant's employees. He said about 11 people had worked at the site at the time of the closing. Sam Lupo & Sons operates a meat processing facility in West Endicott. The company provides speedies and other marinated meat products to many retailers, including some large supermarket chains. Cafeteria staff at a Norwich school were washing bananas to prepare for students on Friday when they found a scorpion crawling around in the bananas. According to a Norwich City School District Facebook post, the scorpion was captured without harm and given to high school zoology students as an impromptu lesson on scorpions. They even got to feed crickets to the scorpion as part of their studies. It's believed that the scorpion had been in the bananas since they left Guatemala, and fortunately, cafeteria staff spotted it before it could get loose in the school. New York Governor Kathy Hochul has some big plans for SUNY and CUNY schools, as she outlined those goals in last week's State of the State address. In her State of the State address, Governor Hochul said she wants the schools within the state University of New York system to have 500,000 students by 2030. However, enrollment is still on a 10-year decline. Community colleges within the SUNY system have taken the biggest enrollment hit, losing 87,000 students since 2011. Despite the declining enrollment in SUNY schools, Governor Hochul wants to grow the student population and increase the tuition rate modestly. One of the colleges facing possible impact from a tuition increase is Binghamton University. According to Gothamist, Hochul's plan would mean tuition hikes of up to 6% at the state's flagship universities in Albany, Buffalo, Binghamton, and Stony Brook. The increase would go into effect next fall. Governor Hochul's office says students who attend on full scholarships through New York's tuition assistance or Excelsior programs won't be impacted by the possible tuition hike. Additionally, the governor's office says the increases would help generate revenue for the state's higher education systems in light of increasing costs. State police announced that they will step up speed enforcement efforts along the New York portion of U.S. Highway 20 on January 17th. The one-day corridor project, which is targeted at reducing speed-related crashes on non-interstate highways was created by the Iowa State Patrol. New York State Police is among eight other states participating in the campaign. New York State Police Acting Superintendent Stephen Negrelli said initiatives like this provide a unified effort in raising awareness about the dangers of speeding and reckless driving. In 2020, 11,258 individuals were killed in speed-related accidents across the country. Speeding endangers not only the speeder, but it also compromises the safety of other motorists. We urge New Yorkers to 
make safety their top priority and be mindful of the speed limit, put their phones down and be aware and alert. Drivers can expect to see increased patrols by state police and local law enforcement agencies during the morning and evening drive times. Troopers will be using both marked state police vehicles and concealed identity traffic enforcement vehicles as part of this crackdown in order to more easily identify motorists who are violating the law. CITE vehicles allow the trooper to better observe driving violations. These vehicles blend in with everyday traffic but are unmistakable as emergency vehicles once the emergency lighting is activated. U.S. Highway 20 spans 3,365 miles coast to coast. New York State has jurisdiction over 372 miles of the highway. This is the first time New York State Police is participating in the campaign. In addition to New York, other participating states include Iowa, Montana, Wyoming, Nebraska, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. On January 16th, state police attempted to stop an operator of a reported stolen vehicle in the city of Rochester. The operator of that vehicle refused to comply and led troopers on a brief pursuit until crashing on Avenue A near Gladys Street. The operator, a 15-year-old juvenile, was taken into custody without incident. The juvenile was charged with criminal possession of stolen property in the third degree, unauthorized use of a motor vehicle in the third degree, and possession of burglar's tools. There were no reported injuries from the crash, and the juvenile was issued a ticket to appear in family court. Police say a man made off with $300,000 cash in a bizarre Brinks truck robbery outside of Brooklyn Bank last week. According to police, the thief swiped an unattended money bag from the armor truck's bumper, while two other men distracted the Brinks employees by asking him for direction. The incident happened around 1 p.m. on January 6th during a bank money drop at a Chase Bank branch in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. On Saturday, police released photos of the men and asked for the public's help finding them. All three men remained at large as of Monday. A message-seeking comment was left for Brinks. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, a chance of snow, freezing rain, and sleep before 10 a.m. Then a chance of freezing rain between 10 a.m. and noon. And a chance of rain afternoon, increasing clouds with a high near 38 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, a chance of rain mainly after 9 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, a chance of showers mainly between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., cloudy with a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, slight chance of rain after 1 a.m., mixing with snow after 4 a.m., cloudy with a low near 33 degrees, chance of rain 20%. And Thursday, rain and snow becoming all rain after 10 a.m., a high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Thursday night, rain likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers after 1 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 35 degrees. Chance of rain, 70%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Hi. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in New York knows... You can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games, no stripes, means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? New York needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. on WMBF. You're listening to First News with myself, James Kelly. 
Some things coming up in the Binghamton area. The Binghamton On Tap Craft Beer Festival, Saturday, March 25th. Moving to the arena this year, tickets are on sale right now and start at $60 for VIP and $43 for general admission. So you want to get your tickets before the price goes up, and it will the closer we get to the event. Don't find yourself Friday, March 24th saying, I want to go to the Binghamton On Tap Craft Beer Festival. But tickets were so much cheaper back in January when James told me to buy the tickets. Should have done it then. We also teamed up with Fox 40 for the clubhouse card. This is your opportunity to play 30 of the area's best golf courses. You'll also get six buckets of balls at Greater Golf Training Center and Pro Shop, and all for under $170. You're listening to WMBF. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel you attract people who tend to be compulsive or abusive? Do you have money problems because of someone else's drinking? Are you afraid or embarrassed to bring your friends home? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. More than half of all adults have a family history of alcoholism. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering, too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. If you... on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. A portion of Watson Boulevard will be closed to through traffic tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. for the demolition of a pedestrian bridge. The road will be closed about 650 feet east of the intersection of Barton Avenue and Watson Boulevard. The road will still be accessible to local traffic, but all through traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. We're going to have some tree trimming on US-11 in both directions between I-81 North Tully and Scammell Road, Lafayette. There will be alternating one-way traffic with flaggers through Friday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. daily. All lanes will be open northbound and all lanes will be closed southbound. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 23 degrees, mostly cloudy outside. Today a chance of freezing rain and sleet before 10 a.m., then a chance of freezing rain between 10 a.m. and noon, and a chance of rain afternoon. Cloudy with a high near 38 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, chance of rain mainly after 9 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a low near 36 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, a chance of showers mainly between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 39 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow night, slight chance of rain after 1 a.m. Mixing with snow after 4 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 33 degrees, chance of rain 20%. And Thursday, rain and snow becoming all rain after 10 a.m. A high near 40 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Thursday night rain likely before 1 a.m., then a chance of showers after 1 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 35 degrees, chance of rain 70%. 7.50, you're listening to WMBF. Art. WMBF. 7.51 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News, tech trends, mounting a TV to the wall can suck, but a new startup says they've found a solution. 
That also sucks. Details after this. Displace is a new company working on a lightweight TV that when you press it against a flat surface can vacuum suction itself to the wall. Digital Trends' Caleb Dennison says it's meant to be portable, so no wires. Completely wireless. Um, with hot swappable battery packs. That means you can swap out a dead battery and replace it with a fresh one while the TV is still running. Display says each of the four battery packs will give you up to six hours of power. So the idea is you could go for an entire 24 hours of TV watching without ever having to plug anything in. Shows, movies, and games stream from a separate transmitter box. The screen itself is a 55-inch 4K OLED unit sourced from LG. No remote either. Controlling this TV is done with your voice or with hand gestures. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. I'm Martin. As the world faces the challenges of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, Lions recognize that kindness matters now more than ever. And Lions and Leos are finding ways to continue to serve our communities, including ordering food delivery for healthcare workers, holding story time for children online, and providing surgical masks to medical professionals and first responders. Empowering us to do more, Lions Clubs International Foundation has provided nearly $2.5 million in grant funding for COVID-19 relief. And that support continues to grow. For more than 100 years, in times of need, Lions always find a way to help those around them. And after we emerge from this, we will be stronger than ever. Visit lionsclubs.org to learn more. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. A scintillating wildcard weekend in the NFL playoffs ended with a snoozer. The Dallas Cowboys cruised to a 31-14 win over Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. The Cowboys' first road playoff win in 30 years was largely devoid of drama after a weekend full of tight games and incredible comebacks. Now it's on to the divisional round, which begins Saturday. In the AFC, the Chiefs will host the Jaguars while the Bills host the Bengals. And in the NFC, the Cowboys travel to the 49ers while the Giants hit the road against the Eagles. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills' turnover troubles haven't caught up to them just yet, but the Bills are plenty concerned by their propensity for self-induced errors, blown leads, and sudden offensive lulls. They need to clean up those inefficiencies if they want to achieve their goal of reaching the Super Bowl. Buffalo had a closer-than-expected 34-31 win over Miami in the wildcard round, in part because Allen turned the ball over three times. Now the Bills are preparing to face Joe Burrow and the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, who are on a 9-0 run. New York Giants fans have Super Bowl hopes for the first time in years, and first-year coach Brian Dayball is being compared to Bill Parcells, who turned around the Giants in the 1980s and led them to their first two titles. Now the Giants are preparing for a third meeting this season with the NFC East champion Philadelphia Eagles. Philly has beaten the Giants twice already, but Dayball says that doesn't matter. He says what matters is how his team prepares and executes on Saturday night. The Giants certainly played at a high level in their wild card round win over Minnesota. Some basketball action. Fred Van Vliet scored 33 points. Scotty Barnes had 26. And the Toronto Raptors recovered in overtime after R.J. Barrett's tying slam with .6 seconds left in regulation to beat the New York Knicks 123-121. Pascal Siakam had 20 points, 9 assists, and 8 rebounds for the Raptors. 
but he was on the bench after fouling out when Toronto had to wait out Jalen Brunson's missed three-pointer in the final second before emerging with the victory. OG Anubis hit two three-pointers in overtime as Toronto built a six-point lead, but New York nearly erased that in the final minute. Some hockey action, Dmitry Orlov scored at 4.27 of overtime as the Washington Capitals rallied from three goals down to beat the New York Islanders 4-3. Garnett Hathaway, Tom Wilson, and TJ Oshie scored over the final 30 minutes of regulation after the Capitals trailed 3-0. Darcy Kumper had 27 saves to help Washington snap a three-game losing streak and improve to 14-4-2 since December 5th. Sebastian Ajo, Matt Martin, and Hudson Fashing scored to help the Islanders build their lead early in the second period. Ilya Sorokin finished with 31 saves. Carter Verhaeg had a goal and an assist, and the Florida Panthers beat the Buffalo Sabres 4-1 on Monday for their third win in four games. Matthew Tatchuk finished with three assists for Florida and extended his point streak to seven games. Brandon Montour, Sam Bennett, and Anton Lundell also scored for the Panthers. Sergei Bobrovsky made 28 saves for his fourth win in five starts. Alex Tuch scored for the Sabres who have lost four of their last five games. Uko Pekka Lukanen stopped 30 shots. And for the Rangers, Barclay Goodrow had a goal and an assist to lead New York to a 3-1 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets, as the Rangers maintained their hold on third place in the Metropolitan Division. Mika Zimanejad and Vitaly Kravtsov also scored for New York, and Capo Kako had two assists. Jaroslav Halak stopped 22 shots in his fourth straight win for the Rangers, who have won three of their last four games. Andrew Peake scored for the Blue Jackets, who have lost two straight at home and sit last in the division. And a bit of sad news, Frank Thomas, a three-time All-Star with his hometown Pittsburgh Pirates, who later became the top hitter on the expansion New York Mets, has died at age 93. Both teams announced Thomas's death. The Mets said he died Monday morning in Pittsburgh. No cause was given yet. 7.59, you're listening to WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number two of WNBF's first news with myself, James Kelly. Got one more hour to go before we hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Coming up next, ABC News.